Welcome to Moving the Rock. Whether sales is all you do or only part of what you do, the strategies and tactics of success can often feel split between two realities. You can become someone you're not to earn the recognition and praise of people you don't respect, or you can try to figure it out on your own, knowing you'll underperform your potential. We're here to offer a third way. The idea that you can't have success without compromise is just wrong. You don't have to compromise to win in the long term. You can play the game in such a way that you win in the short term and the long term. Through our hard lessons learned, we can shift your way of thinking and create a better way. I'm Chris, founder of SightShift. And I'm James, founder of Florist Group. If you're tired of the status quo, we're here to help you move the rock on your career, your business, and your life. Welcome. My man, I got to tell you that uh, I did it. I committed. I've been sitting on my butt for like six or seven months in these weird times. I have lost my edge physically. So you know what I did, Jimmy? Tell me. I bought a system, a system that I could commit to that would help me start moving again. And uh, some people may know about it. It's like this bar with bands. And I got it, got it off eBay because I got to feel like I got to get a deal, you know. Um, (laughs) And dude, I I love it. I'll tell you why I love it. It delivers. It's simple. It's not complicated. It's even simpler than I thought. Um, And I can, I can not take up my whole morning. So it's something that I can sustain. But here's what I got to tell you. So I did the second workout and I was so jacked up, man. I mean, like I got sweaty and and it worked. It works like it says it will. And I get upstairs to go take a shower and I realized I only did three of the four workouts. There were four workouts to do. That's it. And I did three. Now I'm standing there. I've gotten out of the shower. I realized I've only done three workouts. How do you think I felt? <laughs> like you missed out, man. Yeah. I, so this is the thing that happens, and we know this happens to lots of people. It wasn't normal for my brain on its own to go, Chris, you skipped one of the workouts, but you did 75% of them. And you haven't even been working out. Good job, buddy. Instead, I was like, look at that, dummy. No, you didn't get no it done. excuses. Yeah. You, you, why are you even trying to work out? You know, these real quick, that inner critic can... Because in my mind, it's all or nothing, right? And I've talked to a lot of people. They can tend to be that way too. And I'm so excited today as we dive in to help people learn what it means to have these sustaining winning habits. And we it's what we've journeyed through in these first five pieces. It starts with mindset. And if my mindset would have not elevated to a higher place, I would have lost momentum just two days in. But I'm happy to tell you I worked out this morning. I did it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't lose momentum. Yeah. And you've got me reading the book as well. And I'm excited to, uh, to be reading it. Um, what's the name of the book? Weightlifting is a waste of time. Well, now we're going to, yeah, so we got to get some, uh, affiliate codes or something out there if we share too much, but yeah, I mean, I I'm inspired by it. I'm trying it. It's working. I know there's, you know, anytime you have something cool, you're going to have haters. There's haters out there for it. But the cool part for me is, what you teach, this progression of mindset, skill set, right, right. tool set, right? I had a system that I could commit to and it was simple and I could sustain it and I, and I screwed it up on the second time. And that's where, <laughs> I mean, you know this, how many people go to the gym? That's where the coach comes in. Yeah. Two times and then they stop going, right? Right. They, they make calls two days in a row 
and it gets discouraging and they stop. Right. Yeah. So today, today, the, the topic for today in my mind is the promise, right? So to, to summarize this for the listeners, you know, Chris is focused on his health and he bought a system that made a promise. And the promise was, if you use it, you'll have better health. Now I'm reading the book because I want to get my mind right so that I can then enter the process and work on the skills that are going to help me leverage that tool to get where I want to go. What we're talking about here on the podcast is the same kind of thing. We're talking about the promise of a new way of thinking about sales. Thinking about sales as a leadership competency. And um, and yeah, um, we could sell you a tool, <laughs> but if you don't have the skills, you're not going to use it. We could sell you training, uh, but if you don't have the mindset, like if you don't believe it's going to work, the training's going to be a waste of time. How many times have you as a salesperson or as a sales leader sat in training and thought it was bullshit, thought it was a waste of time? Uh, and that's not doing anybody any good. So the first place we have to start when thinking about cultivating and sustaining winning habits, habits that will deliver on the promise of whatever system we're using. Uh, we we have to think about mindset, skill set, tool set. Mindset is defined as the beliefs that enable your success. Skill set is the expertise that delivers your success. And tool set's important because the tool set represents the system that reinforces your success. And when you have all three aligned and all three working, you will now have the chance to build winning habits as opposed to the other kind of habits. And I know we're going to dive into tool sets. So I'm so excited for this section to dive into the skills. But I so bad wanted you to, I wanted to hear you say the skills that pay the bills. Uh, <laughs> because that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I see even in, and you know a lot more about the personal side of this, um, avoiding some of the details to protect uh, my one shred of dignity. No. Uh, last year, boom. Had a, had a circumstance that I had to struggle through, committed to a different system, did like 40 meetings in two weeks, and then saw the impact to the bottom line from the mindset shifted, the skills were there, and then putting the tools in place. But then sustaining it, you know, I've, I've had to go to other things and solving other things. And so I love the way that you use that phrase, uh, help, help me again with the predictable, repeatable results, right? We're, right. We, we got the mind for it. We got the skills for it. We got the tools for it. And today it's about this promise that if you sustain the skills, you get the results. Right. And you're going to face right. obstacles. You wouldn't have to encourage people with that if they weren't going to, if it was going to be easy. It's the very nature of the fact that they're going to experience obstacles. Where are those obstacles going to be? Well, ultimately, and this is why I love you start with mindset, whatever the obstacle is, it's going to reveal the needed growth in their mindset. I skipped a workout. I felt amazing. I did this two days. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't even finish the second day. I go back to mindset. I don't have to <laughs> fall into that trap. I come back into right. the skill set. Right, right. Well, so let's let's think about it though from the from the listener's perspective, right? So one of the things that we're doing here on Moving the Rock is 
we're talking to sales practitioners, salespeople, right? So uh, if a salesperson is thinking about um, why something's not working, right? Like you uh, buying a, a piece of equipment to help you get more fit and improve your health, um, you can start, you can use the mindset, skill set, tool set formula as a way to uh, demystify or um, reverse engineer what you're doing and kind of uh, self coach, uh, self assess what's going on. Um, if you're a manager or a leader of a team, you know, and you're trying to create change, right? We, we say growth is the mastery of change. You're not going to get anywhere if your people um, aren't going to support you. So you could be the best leader in the world, but if you can't transform their enthusiasm to follow you into something that's predictable, uh, a predictable pattern of success or a predictable, repeatable uh, process, then you can't be successful. So what you've got to do as a leader is understand what is it about their habits that are and are not working and how do I as a leader uh, um, reverse engineer, demystify uh how to figure that out and you go to the formula and so often as sales leaders for example will buy a crm system or a sales enablement platform install it and say go get them tiger right or we'll give somebody a phone and say hey go make cold calls and all of a sudden we recognize um within a week right nothing's happening so what do we do we train Let's let's bring in the CRM implementer, or let's bring in an expert on cold calling. Um, the real we can waste so much time and so much money thinking about th feeling like we're addressing the challenge, and what the leader has done and what the individual has done is ignored the most important thing: mindset. And so, what I what I think is important for today is you know to to create. Um, to, to create for the listener here, Chris, you know, the connection between these three and, and to kind of help folks think about, look, if, if it starts with mindset, then what are we looking, what are we looking for? And I, and I want to encourage folks to be thinking about the supportive and the non-supportive beliefs that are in their heads and in the heads of the people they manage. Um, if you didn't buy into the system and you didn't read the book, and you didn't have that mindset shift, you would not have uh, gone back down and finished out your set because you wouldn't have uh, had the same commitment, right, to the impact that it was going to have for you and for your goals. Well, to make it really good and human, I actually didn't go back down and finish it because <laughs> I'd already showered. I gave, I gave you the out, you, Holmes. You, I gave you the out. You gave me some credibility on that that uh, I wanted to hog. The um, but but here's the thing: I did do it again the next day. Like I jump, you know, you fall off the wagon, you jump back on the next day, and it's the it's the sustaining part of that. But I love how you drew that out. Yeah, my mind had already began to buy into this system. I studied it. I, I entertained objections. I watched videos that were like, this is a scam. Here's why it doesn't work. I absorbed the viewpoints. But that's the thing. When you don't sustain the habits, it's not that you failed. It reveals the place your mindset can develop and grow. 
That's the piece. Right. It's it's right. all gold. Um, right. But if we stay at the mindset level, right? There's not enough that happens. It's got to translate right. to the action, the results. Exactly, exactly. And but you're you know you're you're touching on a really important point too, right? We again back to growth is the mastery of change. What does that mean? How do we master change? Well, we have to be prepared as leaders and as individuals. Uh, to be pulled back, and these are just ways that I look at the world, right? Pulled back to our equilibrium. Um, you give somebody <laughs> something new to do or a new way to do it, um, it might be exciting at first, but there's going to be times where we are challenged, right? Our old way of thinking, the old stories that we carry, carry around with us will start to emerge, right? We'll start to hear people uh you know, tell us we're nuts, criticize us, ask us questions that we can't answer about why we're doing what we're doing. So this idea um, of of having a a coach, right? This idea of having a manager or a leader, um, you know, you and I are going to be doing this together. We can coach each other through it. Um, you're strong enough to, to push through. Uh, I, I firmly believe that in many cases, we take on challenges to change that we are not strong enough to push through. And those voices do come back. I mean, I've been a yo-yo dieter my whole life. Um, <laughs> as soon as I start, my my pants start fitting right, I start uh, loosening up my discipline, right? And start eating the things I shouldn't be eating. So we all have those situations. So the other, the other component of this is to have that support system, whether it's a leader, uh, a team leader, or a, a peer to help us make sure that this habit that we're trying to reinforce is being reinforced and we're not being pulled back to our equilibrium. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, you know, for me, it's, it comes down to mindset, skill set, tool set. I think through it this way at the mindset level, if, in, if true desire is inspired, you know, I, I build the habits that I want because of the things that it gives me. I mean, one of the most beautiful habits in my life that I sustain without effort is, um, intermittent fasting. I do it as intermittent feasting. I've been doing it for a few years. Um, my body is used to it. Um, I like the feeling that I have during the day, the mental sharpness, the clarity, uh, what it does for me energetically, uh, the, the consistent blood sugar, whatever you want to call it. All of these things that are happening to me are coming out of that inspired desire. And it's the beginner in, in, in sales that I've seen that thinks they've done their job when they just try to motivate or just inspire. And they're bringing right. that increase of emotion and intensity. Of, okay, I inspired them, go get it. You know, right. or, or it's the pro that goes, okay, well, you know, we brought them in, we trained them on the calls and we, we, we did this process to upgrade them into these intentions that are these routines that, that get beyond just intention. But it's the master that knows if I help you build a system around a true desire coming from within you, not superimposed on you, you're unstoppable. Nobody has to motivate me when I build systems, when I build sustaining habits around the things I truly want. I do what I want to do. The heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's super strong. And <laughs> the thing that um, 
we've got to make, well, first off, this idea of intermittent fasting, right? For listeners, that's under a doctor's supervision, correct? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I threw a lot at people in that. That's that's very good. We're not doctors or investors giving guidance. We don't pretend to be any of that on TV or on this podcast. Right. But we're also saying, you know, do it or explore it. But this is not a fad for you. This is something you do with professional assistance because, um, you know, it's again, it's it's seen as a fad out there, but this is something you definitely got to do with a doc because everyone's physiology is going to be different. Everyone's going to approach fasting differently based on that, on their physiology. Beautiful. Um, and so, um, and how I much, the, the, can I say this real quick? Yeah. Remember how much does that apply though to, to sales training? Right. I mean, it's like something that works for me may not, you get it. Go ahead. I mean, it's 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 totally it it totally um, applies, and that's the the coach of the. That, I'm sorry, that's the job of the coach or the leader. Um, you know, if if most of us aren't strong enough, present enough, aware enough to self coach through those tough challenges, right? You found a way to identify. You have a belief system that says um, fasting is right for you, and it's become a core habit for you. It's something that um that now is wrote for you um it's when those beliefs are conflicting hmm. or situationally conflicting like i described um man like when i wake up in the morning and i can see my um my abs right <laughs> my stomach muscles i'm like i'm really i'm enthusiastic and i'm and i'm reinforced to behave during the day but man when i have to sit down at dinner and watch watch people at the table eat stuff that i can't eat I'm tempted, right? And so there's there's a weakness. I, I call it a weakness. I wouldn't call it a weakness for everybody, but there's something inside me that says, man, should I cheat? And and just having that struggle is a pain in the ass for me, right? And so, yeah, so, so I, what I want to make clear is this idea of winning habits isn't just, it's not just a tactic that you have to think about. It's more than that. This is a this is a way that we can look at our lives and sustain our ability to master change in our lives. And by doing so, we can be continually learning, continually, continually evolving, and continuing to be better and become better in the context of the goals that we set for ourselves. And that's actually what we ultimately want, um, most of us as human beings, but definitely as a sales leader in an organization that is constantly um, increasing your number and driving um, growth uh, objectives, you need a team that can con consistently stand up to those objectives and take them on and take them down. So here's a question for you, though. Do you want a team abstaining from things that they can't have at dinner out of discipline or do you want a team that structures their day however they've got to do it so that there's there's joy in that there's there's more joy in that moment than restraint not that i'm saying your moment was all about restraint cuz i know you're 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 with your family <laughs> you're a family guy you love being with them you appreciate good food you're a foodie you're enjoying yourself i get that but you get what i'm saying yeah yeah of course you want you want it to be comfortable and natural and a positive thing. Um, that's probably a coaching opportunity for me, right? So I can probably learn how to turn that struggle into something that's more simple by 
thinking about the positive versus, you know, the negative, what I'm getting, what I'm gaining versus what I'm giving up. And that's, that's exactly what I mean, Chris. Thank you for the analysis. That's exactly what I mean by this belief system that we cultivate. And that, and it's the challenge of the leader to have the kind of understanding that's required to help each individual, of the team deal with this mindset challenge, understand their belief systems and help them do the things one of which is what you described to make sure that these beliefs are supportive, right? And so we think about supportive beliefs um, allowing us to operate under control. And those non-supportive beliefs actually force us to work underwater, right? Operate underwater. Think about what it's like to be underwater. Everything's slower, harder. It's more difficult. Where do you want to be? You want to be under control. And so, yeah. So whatever it means for any individual on the on your team to overcome the belief systems that that debilitate them through through a uh, um, a non-supportive mindset, we have to be able to tackle as as a leader. And the the big win here is when you can start thinking beyond tools and skills. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 what I've taken from some of our conversations before. Uh, because of your own personal transformation of I'm this like amazing salesperson who cares if I have to be an asshole, I just get the results to transforming as a human. If I were to apply that context and some of the things we've taken uh, that I've taken from you is like, you know, sales methodology done right is it has general principles, but it's particular to that company and that culture in a healthy way. And sales methodology done right, when you're helping a team or a company develop their sales system and approach, it gets the results, but it's it's a match and a marry to their culture. So maybe we could say it this way, a beginner is just focused on the inspiration. If, if a beginner sales manager or sales you know, VP or whatever, they're just focused on the inspiration. They get on the call, they get on the video chat. It's just like, get I got them fired up. I did my job. <laughs> a, right. a pro is investing in the, the, the training, you know, how to do the stuff for sure. But the master, the master is building the unique systems out of those desires you know, that organization, that team, those people that can be replicated over and over and over out of joy, right. out of fit. You know, you've blown my mind so much with understanding fit and function and role DNA and, and, and we get the right people in the right spots with the right systems. That's the unstoppable team. So yeah, we need to figure out a, a system for you at dinner. That's right. People, right spot. <laughs> <laughs> It's hey man, I grew up in the restaurant biz, uh, restaurant business. My mom uh, ran a bakery my whole youth, and uh, they got up at like three in the morning to be in the bakery by four. And uh, guess what? I ate all day, every day, man. Just homemade, good stuff. Was, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know how much of that's part of my DNA or what, man. But uh, yeah, that's the deal. It's nostalgia. I mean, I, I can go down a dark path with some barbecue quick. So <laughs> I feel you on that. And if it was around me every night, it would be challenging for sure. But the cool part about this is, is like, you know, talk mindset. If, if things aren't going like I want, I could fall in this trap where it's like, 
you know, trying some kind of cold outreach, cold strategy, just taking that energy, that scarcity mindset and shooting it out and, and hurting relationships and burning bridges. No, my mindsets, you know, I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm not going to be lazy either. What am I going to do? I'm going to do the systems that come out of who I am, that create the bottom line results. It delivers the revenue growth but it's coming out of who I am, you know? And I think what the ditches I've seen people fall in is a reactive authenticity, especially in sales. Well, that's not who I am. I'm not going to do that. The number of business owners or leaders I've talked to that, you know, that's not who I am. Well, it may not be who you are, but there's some way you're overreacting to something because it's normal, natural, and human to be enthusiastic, to be persuasive, and to invite people into your joy. Even if you're introverted, you're inviting people into your joy, which we talked about that in the mindset piece. But the other ditch they can fall into is another reactive approach that just tries to hammer through the pain and, and has all this aggression. And that's what you see so early on in that beginning approach that people take to sales. Building those systems unique to those people, that team, that's where the magic happens, isn't it? It is. And that's when the team really responds, right? Uh, anybody who's been in sales long enough, um, you know, the making the job fun is cool, right? Because you want to go to work and have fun and know that you know, the people around you want to have fun and enjoy what they're doing. But if that, that does not translate to results, at the end of the day, you're going to be holding people accountable to results. So you've got to have more substance. So, I've heard folks say that sales is the transfer of enthusiasm. It's way, way more than that. That's what the beginner thinks. Um, it gets you the conversation, but it doesn't deliver the meat, the material uh, required to create successful buying decisions. So the reason we're we're harping on this is, you know, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot involved in bringing a concept like collecting wins based on a concept like servant leadership uh, to an organization. Um, and if someone doesn't believe, right, that um, it's better to have a holistic, humanistic view of sales and the people that you're working with, and that there isn't, or that you can have success without thinking about um, sales as a zero-sum game, right? A battle or a contest to win, then I cannot help you, right? We cannot transfer the skills required to be successful and we can't give you the, the tools to make it happen. Uh, but if we can, if, if, if you are curious enough and you've built a team of people who are curious enough uh, to uh, be open to uh, reimagining their job in a, in a new way, uh, their role in a new way, and the work required to get to where they want to be in a new way, man, you've got it made. Uh, I mean, just yesterday I had a call with a client. Uh, he's a sales leader for one of my clients. And he said, he said, James, I'm a, he didn't call me Jimmy. He's called me James. <laughs> I said, James, I'm an old school sales guy. And that told me everything I needed to know. It yeah. said, you know, you're not going to teach me shit. I'm not going to listen to a damn thing you have to say. You want me to do these five things? Uh, I may, I may say that I will, but I'm not gonna. Right. And so, um, for me, I had to, this is where I have some good discipline. I had to ignore my assumption 
and just say, okay, time will tell. And we'll, we'll see what he does in the next month. But that's the kind of stuff that kills sales teams. And it's the kind of stuff that sales leaders put up with because they feel like, hell, he may be an asshole and he may be hard to train, but I'll take his numbers. You know, compromising a predictable pattern of success in this way, it might get you some short-term gains, but it but it challenges you long-term and it builds a team that can never perform to its potential. Rots your culture. You're not going to have a business to sell at the highest valuable place you know, highest uh, potential value because you don't have a healthy, replicatable, powerful, unique, impactful culture. You've just got that stamp that, you know, and that's why I'm so riveted by our conversations uh, because this is such an industry built around this, this is the way it is. I'm just going to get it done. And, uh, you know, I can't help but go here in my mind, you know, a lot of people have had similar type experiences, you know, in their upbringing, their, their religious worldview that may have been brought up in, which is like this hammer down, just do it right. Just be disciplined, get your numbers. You suck, but you won't suck. And it's like, no, don't ask why exactly. Don't ask the question. No, we're inviting people into joy. Like that's not a cheesy cliche thing for me. It's what we talked about in the last session. Uh, you know, in the, in the mindset section, if we're doing what we're doing and we believe in it, we're inviting people into that. That's a completely different mindset. Right, right. So the message is, regardless of what you choose to focus on, whether it's a new exercise routine or a new sales process or methodology, the promise of that model, the promise of that methodology, the promise of that system can only be delivered by adopting uh, and sustaining winning habits. That's where you have to focus. If you're an individual, think about it in the context of your world. If you're a leader, think about it in the context of your team and every individual on the team. And if you can do that, man, the sky's the limit. That's not harping, that's eloquently teaching. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you've learned something or were inspired to try something new, please rate the podcast and share this episode with someone you know. If you'd like to learn more, visit and connect with me, James, at floristgroup.com, F-L-O-R-I-S-S group.com. And if you want to connect with me, Chris, check out SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com. Peace.